This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Right out of the door! With your host, Mark Martinez. Because I'm the Mark. And I'm awesome! The Guru. Today I'm going to break it down for all you simpleton sweat hogs listening out there in Can Crusher Nation. I don't mean to come out here week after week and toot my own horn, but toot, toot. And the English Professor. It is I, the English Professor from the County of Kings, speaking the English of the Queen. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Duke, the Dumpster Drossy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. And welcome back to another Can Crusher Spotlight. My name is Mark the Mark Martinez, and I have a great interview set up for you guys this week. Trophy Boy Tyler Klein is going to be stopping by the studio, air quotes, and we're going to talk all things wrestling. Number one on my mind, has he convinced Calvin that I'm all right? There's a lot going on with Tyler. One of my major favorite things I want to talk to Tyler about is the new federation to come out since quarantine organization, whatever you want to call it, Leapfrog. Camp Leapfrog is amazing. Guys, if you haven't seen Camp Leapfrog, make sure you subscribe to IWTV on Roku and all those other types of streaming services and everything. You get a ton of wrestling, but Camp Leapfrog is freaking amazing. So make sure you check that out. And I see Tyler's going to be up and around my area here soon. I have to ask him about that. So much to ask Tyler. Hopefully, hopefully I'm on their level. It's going to be rough for me. But, hey, i got to tell you guys about the first thing that always happens here on Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast, the spotlights. We talk about collar and elbow. Hats, hoodies, tees, all the amazing apparel brought to you by Al Snow. And we have an amazing promo code. It is Can Crushers. All one word. Capital C and Can, capital C and Crushers. And you'll get 10% off. Here comes Al to tell you about that. Then Tyler's on the line waiting to talk to me. No, I'm actually waiting to talk to him. And hopefully, I'm all right with Calvin. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. And welcome 
Welcome back to Can Crusher Spotlight. Guys, you heard in the intro, then you heard Al Snow, but you heard in the intro how excited I am to have the trophy boy, Tyler Klein, come on the show because I need a little sprucing up, but I also, uh, I also need some help with my foosball skills. Tyler, how are you doing? What, what makes you even think that I play foosball, first of all? That's, that's like a, that's a, it's like a party boy peasant game, okay? You can do your foosball on your own time. Like, I don't have to lift a finger to do that. You're, you're kidding me. I'm way too busy I to heard, mess with your foosball. Come on. I you heard you, you I was, had mad skills at foosball. Who the heck would even tell you that? I can't, I can't like, let my sources go. Are you confusing me? I mean, I, who, are you, who are you confusing me with? Do I look? Like a foosball player, let me ask you that. Do I even look like I would touch a foosball table I thought at a party? It, I thought it was a hidden talent. I I'm sorry. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, no, no. Uh, you're confusing me with somebody else. I mean, I can get it if you confuse me with Calvin. Sometimes it happens, but you know, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to be one of the you know the top two fashionable wrestlers in the Pittsburgh area. And matter of fact, in the entire independent scene but you know foosball really that's that's the thing uh, uh that's that's just disappointing it's like you don't know me at all okay uh, i i apologize because i as yeah. you know yeah. i i pissed off calvin uh about a year ago i was trying to get uh, yeah. back in his well wishes having you on the show so i clearly mm. screwed that up oh yeah i mean it's, you're, you're batting a thousand right now and we just started Yep. So yeah. Well, have a good have a good night then, huh? Well, uh, uh, wait. You brought me on here. You're just gonna go ahead and leave me like that? Okay, I see how it is. No, 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 no. no. You can continue. Like I give you permission. You have my permission to continue with this. Okay. Well, I do apologize. I just I, I hate mm-hmm. my I hate my swords, but you can help me with my <laughs> sloppiness and everything. So when I see you next, we need to spruce myself up. Please help me with that. And that's oh, it, all in all honesty. That's gonna be a, that's gonna probably be a multi-day thing though. You're gonna have to block out. Oh, I'm gonna have to block out a lot of my schedule for that. Just, just so that you know. I mean, we'll we'll talk about hiring rates for that. Uh, you know, after we'll talk about private. I don't want to air it out all over the place for everybody to know how much it costs for me to come in and just completely redo your life because you know you probably desperately probably need it just a little bit. I don't. I mean, how many pits? How many? How many sports shirts you own? I mean, let's start with that. Like, that's the that's the ultimate. That's that's literally like how many sports team shirts you have because that's the ultimate tell of how much help you need. For real? Well, I have one of every baseball team and at least multiple football teams. I, you you got me at that. You got me at that. I mean, personally, I don't see how baseball's a sport. You hit a ball with a stick and run around. It's almost as like saying NASCAR's a sport. So. We'll just leave it at that. But well, yeah, if you've got one of every baseball team, ugh, yeah, that's that's so much work. That's like a month's work of well, trying to redo your entire wardrobe. Well, I have that collar and elbow money, so we're good. Okay, they'll take care of it. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm pr- yeah, that's that's good. I mean, we'll we'll start with that. We'll we'll talk privately. You have your well, I, I'd say if you had people, you know, message uh, my people. But you know, you message my people, and and we'll figure it out. Okay, deal. Deal. Well, hopefully I'm not messaging Calvin because he will not answer. I yeah, should just I mean, talk to you. No, he's. He, I mean, he's the one that wears it. I'm the one that makes it. So, you know. Okay. I don't think you're, I don't think you're even on his list to, to contact right now after <laughs> after what you what happened last time. I know. I he's know. Still got a ways to go. 
a long ways to go. All right, well, again, I apologize, but let's talk a little bit about wrestling as you just came back from WrestleMania weekend. Yes, 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 I did. Um, uh, Let me tell you how disappointing it was to come back from that beautiful, nice, sunny weather to the awful cold that is Pittsburgh because it's been, what, it hasn't breached, like, 60 degrees since I got back on, like, what was it, Tuesday of last week? I mean... I don't know how you yinzers deal with this. Like, I can't. It's awful. Uh, it's just, I prefer the sun. But, you know, WrestleMania weekend, it had a great time. Blast full Calvin's yacht. You know how it goes. Right. All the great parties. Uh, and, and who did you see? I, I mean, can you throw it out there who you saw at the great parties? I can't, I can't name names. What you think I'm going to name names for you? So that you can get your clout, so you can get people to get on those lists. Really, I mean, I can't believe you. Like, let's just say it's. Let's just say that the people that were there are a little too good to talk, you know, to you. I mean, I love to put you out there with that. You know, I'm sure Calvin, with some time, he would do that as well. But you know, I can't name. I can't name. I can't name who they were. They're just A-list celebrities. Because, I mean, there's nobody higher than the runways as far as A-list wrestlers. So, I mean, we couldn't have any other wrestlers there. It was just us. It was just the celebrities that we hang out with. I, I agree. I, I agree 100%. And I tried. You have to give mm-hmm. me an A for trying at least, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot more shady ways you can go about it. So maybe we'll have to teach you those ways, too. Because you just can't be upfront about it. You have to go. You have to kind of be a little bit sneaky. I mean, you got to manipulate. That's what you got to do. I, Come on. I need a lot of training. Nice. I need a lot of training you then. Do. I do. And, and you're friends with, aren't you friends with Ben or with BC? I mean, come on. With Benjamin, he's got to be teaching you at least something. Some. Uh, I haven't, okay. I have not gone through the whole class with BC, but I, uh, I'm getting yeah. there. The one Start there and work your way up. <laughs> I, I've gotten a lot of training from Robert Parker Williams, though. Bad, no. No, no, no. That was closed last year. We're gonna we're gonna leave. We will leave that in the coffin of where where you know that is. You know we don't talk about the past. We look towards the future. But, I mean we can talk about my past, but you know now and then nobody else say yes. Let's just say that 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 Golden Seek, the runway, all of it is in a better place now and going forward than they were before. We'll just we'll we'll leave, we'll we'll go ahead and just put that there for right now maybe we'll maybe we'll circle back maybe i doubt it though i doubt it i already feel the the hate so let's talk about some of the wrestlemania weekends that you guys did besides you know hanging out with the a-listers or you know mm-hmm. oh, you got to hang out with effie that's pretty cool uh, yeah um personally invited to effie's you know effie's brunch like that's what it was he messaged us and was like hey Love to have you guys there. You did such a great job last time. I mean, what can we do that's even more? I mean, what can we show that's even more than that? What we did last time. I mean, <laughs> if you saw the clip, you'll know. You'll you'll know that a little bit more was shown this time. But um, all in all, blast being down there and being around all those other other all the other wrestlers that had been asked to. Because I mean, let's face it. Like, who from Pittsburgh was down there on GCW? It, it was. It was Calvin and I. It was, I mean, like, who? Top Come notch. On. Go ahead and... Go. Who? The top notch. You guys are the top notch yeah, that were down there. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. That's, that was the whole point. You know, we get down there, we get, we get all the notes, and we bring that to Pittsburgh and let people know about Pittsburgh. So we're doing everybody a favor. You're classing Pittsburgh up one step at a time. Exactly. It yeah, is. Now we just have to work on your, we have to work on your whole yin thing and whatever that is, and you'll be good. It's almost as bad as the Boston R, or lack of R's. I understand. Uh, so you actually got to attend WrestleMania as well. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Was this your first WrestleMania? Oh, yeah, that, yes, that was my first WrestleMania. I mean, we were only going if we had the best seats. So, I mean, private box, everything. It, it, it works going to those parties. It does. We got to go right there, own private box, you know, with uh, just hobnobbing with all the people in Tampa. You know, socially distanced, of course, mask up, all that. But, you know, just loving it, loving it. I, just It was a last-minute decision, which is what the runway does. You know, we just have to... We just kind of go with it, no plans, just live life to the fullest kind of thing. Well, when you show up, all oh, of wrestling yeah. is looking at, at WrestleMania. The, head, the heads turn. The heads yeah. turn, of course. I mean, there's no commentator, so who else is a better who else is better commentary commentary than the runway? Just, I mean, we are judging everybody's outfits because that's what WrestleMania is for us. It's the outfit. Who cares what's doing, who's doing what? It's who's wearing what. That's what it is. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that was my next question before we do the rewind. Who did you think mm-hmm. looked the best at WrestleMania? Besides, Honestly, besides yourself. Us, besides yourself. Yeah, we'll exclude, we'll exclude, you know, us from, we'll exclude us from that, from that. But I will have to say, honestly, it, it, it has to come down to Sasha Banks. Like that outfit was killer. It was, Right, it was colorful, it was eye-catching, it was different than anything she's worn before, it was definitely worthy of a main event match, and I believe that she paid, I think I saw that she was paying like homage to um, Naomi and Tamina with her outfit, which was great, I mean, I think Bianca did too, but uh, it, uh, I mean, she had a malfunction, her hair, like the EST fell out of her hair, I mean, who does that, you have to be prepared, Sasha looks flawless, so props to her and getting the most amazing look for WrestleMania, entrance and all. Entrance and all. I'm glad you said that. You know you know how much, personally, how much I love Sasha Banks, so thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what about what about the guys? Who, who do you think look great on the guys' end? Oh, gosh. So it's funny because I have to, it, it, it's, it's kind, for me, it's kind of a tie. I'd say it was interesting to see Randy Orton in the white because I think it worked. And then Edge in his white, too, because he, I mean, he looked freaking amazing. Because everybody else, what, boring? Black. uh, Yeah, boring black. Who does that? Like, uh, I mean, Damian Priest at least had some color. But, you know, the only person that can pull the black trunks or black black, uh, gear off is honestly the Miz because there's so much bling on that gear that it's just like, oh, I want it. Got to have it. You know, it, it, it's just, that's the eye catching between him and Morrison. Uh, Morrison. They can just wear all the blinged out gear they want and it's going to be eye catching. It's going to be amazing. Um, but this time, as far as surprises, I'd probably have to say Randy Orton and Edge. I can kind of see where they went with Randy Orton and the whole story thing with the themes and he's wearing the white. It probably had something to do with it. It was a little odd because of what happened after it so you kind of lost that a little bit and then of course you have edge who's just he, he's edge and he's 
you know, it, it's just him. I mean, you had Daniel Bryan, Classic Blue. I don't even care what Roman Reigns did because I'm over him and boring, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah. So you're not sitting at the table anytime soon with Roman Reigns? No, no, no. Good. Me, if I want to see me neither. Samoa, if, if, if I want to see somebody with a Samoa tattoo, we have Mambo. Okay. I mean, there we go. We got Mambo. Love Mambo. He's part of Golden Cheek. So we got him right there. That's Mambo's. Mambo is better than Roman Reigns. I'll put Mambo over because I like Mambo. I love Mambo. I agree wholeheartedly. We just say that Mambo needs to go back to his original Hey Mambo song because it's it's in his name. I know. I know. I mean, I saw him the other night. He looked great. He got some new gear, like stamp of approval from me. So it's it's perfect. I mean, I'll miss I'll miss what he wore before, but last night uh, on Saturday, his new gear really good, really awesome. Nice. All right, let's do the rewind. To okay. a little Tyler, a little trophy boy. Um, uh, I mean, we can always talk about me. I'm always for that. Right. And I figured this is why you were all about this. We got WrestleMania out of the way. The garbage. Yeah. Now it's time to talk about you. And who introduced you to wrestling as a little Tyler? Uh, so I'm not going too far. I'm not going to say how old I am or anything like that. But when I was a kid, it was definitely... is. Definitely Macho Man. Um, all I remember is over the top, character wise, like the tassels, everything. That's what gravitated to me toward wrestling, just because that, it just just the the presentation and the character, and of course, as time evolved and due to how I grew up, after we got past Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior, we hit the Attitude Era. I'm pretty sure somebody cursed on TV and my parents made me turn it off for a very long time. So I'm not allowed to watch it. Um, and so I, I'd have to say that whole larger than life character is what drew young me into wrestling. I mean, I had so many wrestling, like the, 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 um, the slamming figure, uh, slamming pillow guys. I can't yes. remember what they're called. The wrestling buddies. Like three of them. Wrestling yeah, buddies. Wrestling buddies. I had, I had a couple of those, uh, that I loved. I had, I'm pretty sure at some point as a kid, one of my relatives gave me a, made me a storybook that essentially put me into a story with Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and everything else like that. And like, the, it, it was a drawn one. So they kind of drew me into it. They had a professional artist do it. So. That that was basically my childhood. It was awesome, but that's what kind of got me into wrestling. Um, I'm and jealous. What kept me in it. Oh yeah, no, it it was great. But that's what's kind of kept me in wrestling and and got me interested in actually training and stuff like that. Because my favorite thing, of course, is the color, the pageantry, the outfits. You know, larger than life personalities, and the ability to tell a story either drawn out or um or in the course of a match if you can do that you have my attention i agree let me i have three names written down normally i have two of who i like direct myself to thinking who you have taken somebody from one we bought you said macho Mm -hmm. man that was number one on my list i also Mm -hmm. have rick the model martell and then oh, I, yeah. mm-hmm. and then I have the narcissist Lex Luger. Those are the three mm-hmm. people that I see you as. Um, not saying. See, I do. You agree? 
Other than Lex Luger, yes. Rick Martel would have been a number two, one or two. Lex Luger, no, because, going to be completely honest, the whole USA gear thing is overrated. Personally, like that's a scream baby face, and who likes a baby face? Nobody. Well, that's why Nobody I said the narcissist guy. part of it, where you just yeah, love. I mean, yeah. If if I had it, if I had to pick, if if I had to pick another narcissist, I mean, this is pre, this is you know, well after. I mean, the Miz would be number three. Okay. Like if if the Miz existed, if the Miz existed back then, he would be easily number three. As far as yeah, I, I'd say I'd say uh, Martel. And uh, and Macho Man, and I'd, I'd have to say Razor Ramon would be third, as opposed to Lex Luger. Oh, nice! Only because, only because, uh, because bright colored gear, you know, I the purple. I, I've got like a couple of his action figures around my house, like still in their boxes, where it was like the purple gear, the, the one that I love. But I couldn't do Lex Luger because I'm just I'm over. Even back then, I was just over the whole. Yay, USA gear, the red, white, and blue. Yawn, it's been done. You know, I let's, hear you. let's be original. Let's, let's, let's be original. Let's do something. Let's do something that is colorful and not something that you can just kind of see on every house in America. Come on now. Right. Uh, Can't you, help it. <laughs> you've probably become the English professor's favorite wrestler now because you know how he, uh, <sighs> reeks machismo for Razor, so I'm sure when we mm-hmm. see you soon, he's just going to be, like, all over you, if you allow him to be. That's fine. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's fine. I mean, he can, he can, I mean, I hate to steal this from Keith, but he can bask in my glory, that's fine. He's, yeah. go, he's going to. He really is. Good. So. <laughs> that's, that's what it's here for. It is exactly what it's there for. Uh, what was the deciding yeah. factor for you to get into wrestling? Though? We, we talked about, you know, the pageantry and everything like this, but when was it, like, damn it, I'm going. This is all or nothing right now. So I was actually, well, the first time I really started was, I wanted to start was in college. Like when I was in high school, we didn't have a wrestling team. Uh, so just to kind of backtrack, like when I got to high school, I was in, lived in South Jersey. That's where I was born and raised. Um, but we didn't have any type of wrestling team, anything like that. Something I, re- I always wanted to do. Um, fast forward to college, they had a club and I started doing that. And one of the guys in the club uh, was actually a professional wrestler and he gave me the name of a school and, and things like that when I was there, but it just never, it never clicked to where I could because I was more focused on school and I really wanted to do it. Um, but also back then I was, I was kind of quiet. Um, complete Can't imagine opposite that. Of, you know, I know complete opposite of now, like just very quiet, very much. Like, it, it just had to do with the way I was brought up and, and how like sheltered, you know, my, Growing up was being from the middle of freaking nowhere, New Jersey, an awful place. If you ever visit, just don't, don't even think about it. It's terrible. New Jersey in general, right? Yeah, I know. That's why I don't go back. Like, I don't even go back to visit at all. I don't think I've been back since, I don't even know when. I I, I can't even remember. It's just not worth it. But I, after I got out of college, you know, I just kind of went through my job, like, was working and things like that. And I ended up in Massachusetts. And I was, I had a friend, a mutual friend who was a, a professional wrestler. And he was like, oh, you know, why don't you come over to the training school, whatnot? And I'd watched so much wrestling by then. And um, I had actually trained with him a little bit 
And I was at the school and, you know, bumping around, doing a lot of stuff. And the guy, the head trainer is like, you know, how long, where have you trained out? How long have you trained? And I'm like, well, I've, I've never had any like formal training before. So he's like, well, come back this date and, you know, we'll work from there. And I came back and I just was like, okay, this is kind of a dream come true. I really wanted to do just, just to kind of like, just do it for fun. Not really have any like ambitions as far as like WWE or, or TV or anything like that, but just as a fun hobby. Um, and that's where I kind of got started, you know, in Massachusetts up in, uh, Woburn, um, a school called the Bell Time Club, um, and everything. And I just kind of went a couple years, uh, not really thinking about doing any shows and essentially because the one thing I was worried about with professional wrestling, and this is just kind of me, is like being an LGBTQ wrestler, um, that's a little nerve wracking when you go out. Because you know if you're going to be the bad guy, you're going to get a lot of things thrown at you as far as words. And that was the one thing I was a little scared about because I didn't know how people were going to react, you know, whatever. Uh, and and it, it really didn't matter after a certain point. But I just went through the training there, and it was about a, a year and a half um, because my main goal was to kind of be safe and, and everything in the ring before right. I actually got into one and protect myself, not only protect myself, but the other person. But... Um, my first night, it was great because the first uh, night I had a match, the day before, um, it, it, it was this big, really big show that they, they do uh, every couple months. And one of the original Power Rangers was there. And I'm, if you've ever seen my social media, like I will nerd out for Power Rangers. Like yep. you know, the original Red Ranger was there at the comic book store, and we he was part of the wrestling show. So I got to hang out with him the whole day before at the comic book store, like. Got a whole bunch of pictures. I was really bad because I got a whole bunch of pictures signed, a whole bunch of everything signed. And then he was at the wrestling show the next day. So I was expecting to be in this tornado tag or this, this tornado sort of battle. Ro- I don't even know what it was. It was just, it was so messy. I was teaming with this, this other student and I'm just like, okay, whatever. Uh, we can deal with this. It, it's fine. I'm like, this is what it's going to be. I don't need like a big debut, whatever. It, it's cool. So then I'm like going back and forth and running around trying to help people. And my trainer comes back. He's like, Hey, um, we're going to move you from this match to this match. So there was like another, it was some type of, they had two, they had a battle Royal and they had like a gauntlet in it. So I went from the gauntlet to the battle Royal. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm just going to get knocked over the top. Whatever. I don't have to worry about having a partner. And then about 15 minutes later, he comes up to me. He's like, Oh, by the way, I'm taking you out of that. I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's, that's okay. I mean, I'm, I don't have to debut. It wasn't like advertised. It wasn't like anything like that. It's fine. And he's like, oh no, you're going to be semi-main against this 300 and some odd pound Samoan who's a friend of mine who just came in and was hoping to get a match. And he's like, and you're the best person for this because you have personality, you have this, you have that, and you've got all your stuff here. And I'm like, oh crap. So I went from having no, I went from having like a tornado tag to battle royal to a singles match right before the main event. So I'm like, oh great. And it's Holy moly. outweighed me by about like 200 pounds. So I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Um, so that was my first match. And um, my friend, I had about a front row of friends there who were there to see the Red Ranger and that I didn't say anything. And then I popped out and they lost their minds. Um, and it's hilarious watching, you know, three gay guys or a group of gay guys in the front row of a wrestling show, because if there's somebody that comes around that they just don't, gravitate towards like my friend just visibly like shrinks back and it's like ooh what what's going on like just kind of <laughs> do that and then they're sitting next to uh I mean Massachusetts is like ruthless for wrestling so they were sitting next to this like child 
who couldn't be more than four or five, and this kid is just screaming at me, kill him, kill him. And I'm, they're just kind of looking at him, looking at this, like, four-year-old girl screaming at me to die. <laughs> and he's like, is something wrong with this kid? Uh, what's going on? And and it, it was just, it was one of those things where it was like, what a way to debut, <laughs> just to kind of not have anything. But, I mean, I wish I would have had a, an announcement for it, but I'm pretty sure people remember me for my gear in it. So that's all that really matters to me. Good match, but the way I looked was the best part. So. <laughs> that's amazing from your first match of, all right, you show up, can mm-hmm. I please be on the card to, all right, your semi-main mm-hmm. event. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was a little I was a little taken aback by that. And then I did uh, about a week or so later I had or about 2 weeks later I had a show in um Fort Lauderdale um that a friend of mine was putting on as a benefit show in Wilton Manors which is kind of like the LGBT capital of Florida. And I did a show down there um and that was a blast. Um came back did a superhero show for a bunch of kids and it was fun and everything but i i was i was robin and my tag partner is batman and of course i got the crap kicked out of me the entire time because it, it's robin Duh. nobody's gonna beat up batman they're gonna beat up robin so i'm out there and i got a cape on so i'm wrestling an entire match in a cape so i'm practically blinded the entire time i've got like a, a giant robin onesie a face mask whatever we get to the back and there's a shortage of gear and I'm like, okay, somebody needs the wrestling trunks I have on under this like red leotard Robin jumpsuit, whatever. So I gave it to him. And then I couldn't find the guy again. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, I need the trunks back because I'm supposed to go back out at the end of the show for some like spot against the villains. And I can't go out there in this weird looking red onesie <laughs> with a black cape because nothing was like, there were no, there were no trunks. Right. So, bright red, you can only imagine. I can't imagine. I'm imagining right now. Yeah, it's so bad. So I walk out there, and I don't have have it. So I've got the cape wrapped around me in the front. I'm like, I get out there, I'm like, there's nothing but children in this crowd. I mean, it was fine. Everything was fine, but I'm like, it it would have been way more comfortable with the tights. And I'm just like, do I have to get beat up again? Like, because I can't just get slammed with this ridiculous-looking bright red leotard on without just having, like, the pro trunks on because it's not... It doesn't... It, it's not going to transition well. Not at so all. I, I still went out there, and I just kind of, like... I'm, like, walking around with, like, the cape closed and everything. I'm like, nobody's... Nobody touch me. Nobody touch me. And I threw a random kick at somebody, and then they went out, and it's like, it's the superhero kick, so it's like, ah, exactly. Whack! Yeah. And then I'm just like, done. Yeah, exactly. And I just stood there, I'm like, I, I can't right now, this is ridiculous. Um, but it was probably, it was it was fun, and then I did a couple more things until I, I actually, you know, ended up here in Pittsburgh. So... Is that, please tell me that somewhere that I can find it, because I need to see it. It's embedded in my uh, mind right now, but I need to see this. I, I will probably, I'm pretty sure I have a picture of me in the outfit. I don't know if there's actually video evidence of the match. If there is, I'll probably have to reach out to my, my old trainer and just be like, hey, <laughs> I'm going to need you. And, and, and it was funny because the one who stole the trunks from me was, was the guy who was playing the Black Panther. And I'm like, what the heck does the Black Panther need? Like, with the, with a pair of 
you know, oh. black wrestling trunks. He had a full on like Black Panther outfit. I was like, it should have just, they should have stayed with me. I shouldn't have gotten rid of them. Like, Not- why are they going to you? Like, seriously, like, I'm the one that needs them. It actually is meant to go with my outfit. The whole night, yeah. More, yeah, I mean, it, I think it was, I think I felt more uncomfortable with the fact that I didn't have the one thing that was supposed to pull the whole outfit together, and it was driving me nuts, because I was, like, OCD about it the whole time. I was like, I just, why? I mean, I went all the whole nine yards. I had the mask that you could glue to your face that didn't have, like, strings or anything. I had a bow staff, which was great. And oh, a wow. One that was, like... Yeah, I, I go all out when it when it comes to characters. You know this. You've seen me. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to everything, it's to it's it, it, it's very important to go all the way with it. Yeah. There's so much. There's so much in that. But <laughs> I, I have to touch. I have to touch on something, which is pretty huge with you. And, and you brought it up. And mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, being LGBTQ wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um. My son has come out to me about two years ago, and he was kind of worried and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're cool, dude. Yeah. I love you no matter what. And I think we have a rapport that, you know, this isn't bullshit. This is legit that I'm like, cool, dude. I love you. I don't care. Let's yeah. be a happy family. And I feel that same way mm-hmm. with everybody. How How is this? When fans just, I mean, like berate you, does it does it dig? I mean, I, I want to know a little bit. You know, does it does it dig at you saying whatever they say, and you're like, dude, just it's my life. Go f yourself. Um, to me, it really, to me, it really doesn't, because while I am LGBTQ, my my character is up for interpretation. Right. So if the fans are seeing that you know, whatever, I want them to hate the character, not hate the person who's not the character. So I haven't had, there have been a couple times where I'm just like, whoa. And actually, the the worst of it was when I was in Massachusetts. Um, but a lot of the, everywhere that I've, every promotion that I've ever been in Pittsburgh, you know, anywhere, they put a, they put a stop to it. Like, they'll, if somebody starts, you know, throwing stuff like that, I don't think I've ever been to a place where they haven't either just, you know, the promoter or the people at the door or whoever haven't walked up to somebody and felt, told them to stop. And if they hadn't stopped, then they're out. To me personally, there are worse things that have happened outside of wrestling to me that, you know, it's one person yelling at me because of what they think um, in a show in a wrestling show, like that, that kind of stuff, it doesn't, it, it doesn't bother me. And, and far worse things have happened I'm from people sure. that, yeah, that I don't know, or that I even do know in my personal life to where that person who's yelling this thing, that that's just because either they're ignorant or they're, you know, trying to heckle. And that's the way that they think is, is insulting. Like, you want to, you want to say something that's going to bother me, make fun of my clothes. That will bother me. That'll, that'll, that that'll be the thing that sets me off. Not the fact that somebody drops a word or says, Oh, you're gay. And I'm like, like, well, duh. Like that's, that's, that's my reaction. But um, no, I mean, it, it never, it's never really been a problem um, around Pittsburgh, around the area or any place that I've ever really worked where it's been a detriment. Um, The only time I felt like it was, or at least I was uh, upset by it, was a, uh, I was living in Massachusetts 
and I was really excited. I mean, I've been friends. I've been talking. Um, I think it was before I moved here, and I'd become good friends with Calvin, you know, via social media, everything. And I was really excited because I had gotten booked on a show up there that wasn't part of the promotion I was working for. It was a different promotion, and I knew the, I had gotten in touch with one of the guys booking, and he reached out to me. And then the day of, um, the guy messaged me, and he's like, "Hey." The promoter wants me to ask if you have to, if you can be flamboyant and not gay. And I'm like, well, I mean, my character's flamboyant and I don't really advertise that I'm, I'm gay or anything. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then about, uh, I was getting ready to leave my job and, and go to the show and I got a message like, oh, by the way, we don't have your match anymore. We're sorry. You know, we're going to have to cut you from the card. They replaced me with somebody else. I was actually wrestling my, one of my trainers, and my trainer got there, thought he was wrestling me. He got, he got mad, and I believe he might have left because he got really ticked off. But later on, I got like the messages. I got the screen. I got a couple screenshots from my friends, like, "Hey, just so you know, this is what happened." It just turned into this whole like, "Well, we don't want to have a gay wrestler on the show, you know, if he can't tone it down." I'm like, "You don't even know my character," and then it. The promoter messaged me and was like, I can't book you because you lied about your training and all this and all that. And I'm like, I never lied about my training. I was like, I'm wrestling my trainer at your show. <laughs> making but, up a shitty backstory. Yeah, I make up a really crap, a really shitty backstory. And I kind of got really upset because that's the first time I had really, uh, not the first time I experienced it, but the first time it, it felt like somebody had to lie about it to me. So that kind of hurt. But I didn't let it bother me. Um... I look past it and honestly, I don't even think that promotion runs anymore and I'm getting all these opportunities to further, you know, myself and, you know, the fact that I'm LGBT and going to mania and going and doing all these different things. And, you know, that person's not even running a show and hasn't run a show even before the pandemic. So I don't really feel all that bad or, I mean, it, it, I just kind of look in the rear view mirror and like, Hey, that was an experience that happened. How do like move past it and go, keep going forward? And I essentially have. Yeah, that that's a great way to look at it. And you're right. Mm-hmm. You are literally up and down the East Coast. Uh, have you been out mm-hmm. West? Or I mean, I haven't done a, a ton of ton of homework because I just like this one being, you know, a free form. But mm-hmm. have you been out West? Or where's the farthest you've been? Um, Indianapolis is probably the furthest um, I've been. That was actually for the first uh, brunch. Yeah, was when, they did, uh, when they did it in October. Okay. Um, that's the furthest out west I've gone, and I mean that that was an experience in and above it, and, and you know in and of itself. Um, but I mean it'd be great to go a little bit further. Hey, maybe maybe we'll get to Mania again next year. It's in Dallas. We've got connections in Dallas. You know, I do too. Do I do too. And maybe I'll Dallas. I'll look better that next is. year and go with you guys. Exactly. Exactly. That's what you got to do. We'll hook, we'll, we'll get you ready to go to Dallas and go to Mania and go to all the shows. Cause if it's one thing, I mean, you go to Mania for WrestleMania, but the biggest thing you have to do whenever there's a big Mania event is you have to go to the independent shows. You'll see some of the best, most enjoyable wrestling yep. that you won't see on the WWE event. I mean, the WWE events can be fun, but you're going to see some really great. I always encourage people to do it because you're going to see new people, you're going to see new styles, you're going to see new characters, you're going to see a whole lot of everything. And that's what makes it 
so that, that's what I think makes the Mania Weekend Wrestling everything so great. And that's why I like talking to everybody that we talk to on Camp Crushers because the indie stars are the ones that, yeah, you guys all have that passion to get to the uh, WWE, AEW, you know, the higher up ones. But we get to know mm-hmm. you now and you get to tell these mm-hmm. great stories about that. Uh, you're right. I mm-hmm. would I would go to Mania for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, fly my ass mm-hmm. home and watch Mania at my house on Sunday because the real mm-hmm. wrestling happens those other days. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So let's talk about how you and Calvin actually met up to be okay. the runway. Um, a lot of people don't okay. know the story. I I referenced some of it, and I don't want to stir the pot a little bit. So I'll let you tell <laughs> your side of it. Okay. So I um I was up in Massachusetts, and of course he was here, and I found him via Instagram. Um, I just kind of started wrestling and everything and message him like hey you know complimented i was like i love your character it's great because to me the character work and charisma and everything like that beats out the ability of doing some high fi spot all the time just because i like the way that i love the like i said i love the presentation i love the the over topness and it, the character spoke to me um when i was in massachusetts i was just kind of living to work essentially i was working on every saturday i had a decent job and everything but working on saturdays i couldn't really wrestle all that much because everybody runs on saturdays there weren't many sunday shows and i just kind of needed a change in my life so i was like hey you know what if i moved out and i was like what if I moved to, to Pittsburgh? Like, you know, what would, you know, I'd like to get a fresh start. I'd already come out and visited and hung out with, you know, people from IWC and, and went out to premiere in Ohio and, and Dombrowski and stuff like that. And actually debuted in Pittsburgh at the first pit fight show as like the 16 man, 16th man in a 15 man battle Royal. So it was just, it, well, I didn't do much, but it was just fun. I got to meet a lot of people and I really liked the area. And I was like, you know what? why don't I, you know, what can I do? You know, would it be cool if I come out and, you know, be out here and live out here? And he offered me a place to stay, um, you know, and, and I got a little more immaculated into the Pittsburgh wrestling scene, made some connections, met some people. Um, actually the funny thing was, is the first person to actually get me a shot. And I'm going to regret saying this was Dan Hooven. Oh, hardcore Hooven! I don't know if Hooven meant it as a joke or not, but I was at an IWC show, and this was right around when 2PW was just kind of getting more and more matches, and uh, Marshall Gambino was looking for another person. And Hooven's like, oh, oh, here's here's Tyler. You know, Tyler can, you know, let, let Tyler be in that match. That'll be great. And I told, I was like, yeah, like, Hooven, sure. Like, naive me being new to the area and only been doing a couple charity show rumbles. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll do the match. I'll do the match. He's okay. He's like, okay, cool. And I'm like talking at the IWC show with, um, Marshall. And he's like, oh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a casket match versus Bronco McBride. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, it was, it was supposed to be, uh, I believe it was supposed to be like gory or something like that, but he's not available. So I need another person. He's like, yeah, would you mind doing a casket match? I'm like, crap uh yeah sure why not so i 
did the casket match, and that was actually the first. I mean, I had a couple people who knew where I was, who I was, um, fans and stuff like that, who I'd met, you know, a little bit via IWC because I think this this show was like September, and I had a casket match with Bronco. Um, had a blast, and and you know, it took a little bit back to get back to two PW, but that was my first uh, singles. Um, we didn't actually start teaming until October. Um, we had gone, I mean, of course we travel, I went to a couple different places, make, made connections, stuff like that. And of course my character, everybody alluded that I was Calvin, Calvin's lackey. Um, Dombrowski did it at, um, the second pit fight show where I wrestled Katie right after Calvin and Katie wrestled at, um, IWC or something around that time. And he brought it into that. So, that was kind of how it was born. I can't say where we got the name. I mean, we came up with the name The Runway. We were throwing around a couple ideas, and, and that one just kind of stuck. Um, and then it built on from there. And, of course, right as we were hitting our stride with everything is when COVID hit. So yep. we had, you know, we had a good bit of matches um, out in, in, uh, out in Indiana, Indiana uh, with, with World's Finest as the runway we had a match there um of course the um november match where you know calvin definitely worked his strings at rise and made sure rpw didn't show up and had me as a surprise i mean we fooled everybody with that one uh, the whole point of that was to get everything into full rpw to fool all of those <laughs> rise wrestlers that i was going to be at some point, maybe trying to help RPW or, or something just to kind of throw him off the trail. Cause Calvin obviously left me in the ring, but we planned it that way. I mean, that's how genius Calvin and BCR. So we worked it that way. And I mean, it paid off in the end because look, mean, look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you're taking over now. And the next place that I want to talk about is Camp Leapfrog. Guys, uh, mm-hmm. I- I'll stop Tyler for a second. If you have not watched anything from Camp Leapfrog, get the hell out of your hole. Get IWTV on Roku and all these other ones out there and watch everything Camp Leap- Leapfrog does because not only is it great wrestling, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that, but everything involved in it the storylines are so fun it's it's an event it's a legit event when it is on and i just get sucked in that i the house could burn down i just am mm-hmm. love with camp leapfrog right now how did you get there so we it was about mid i mean midsummer um last year covid we yeah, with, with COVID and everything, we were, we wanted to go and we wanted to do something, you know, we wanted to be smart about it. And with everything that happened at the start of the summer, the whole, everything that blew up in wrestling where things were getting uncovered and stuff like that, not to bring that, you know, unfortunate time for the people that were involved, but, um, one of, uh, a referee out in the, um, Eastern PA area, Chris Levin, what had all these people from Chikara who are suddenly without a home um, brought the idea of Camp Leapfrog up for, for them. Not really a lot of outside wrestlers um, was bringing Joe Dombrowski in to do ring announcing, stuff like that. And just like, 
you know, it's Joe. He doesn't ever travel alone. Um, asked around and, and Calvin and I were like, you know what, this, this looks like it could be fun. Even if it's, even if it's not for anything, you know, we go, we make connections. We know who's there. We can kind of, you know, see where we can get from there and make, make friends, you know, acquaintances. Air quotes, friends. Air quotes. Um, we get there. We actually weren't planning to have a match. And then the first match was just like a salute your shorts kind of thing. Yes. The first day at camp. Um, and we got a tag team match. Uh, you know, Chris came up and he's like, Hey, would you guys want to look at a tag team match? I'm like, yeah, sure. And it was versus, um, Ron Voyage and, uh, Trajan Horn. And my favorite part of the entire thing is. Calvin and I, are, 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 our first part of it was we're walking through this line of people to the grill foods and whatnot. And Ron and Trajan are up there. And Calvin and I just go full vegan on everybody yelling, meat is murder, meat is murder, whatever. And out of nowhere, I pick up a hamburger and I slap. I, I can't believe, I don't remember if it was Ron or if it was Trajan across the face with a pat, with a, with a burger patty. The reaction online was hysterical. I've had friends who, I, there were wrestlers who were watching it that I've known for a while. Um, just, they're like, that was the meat slap heard around the world because it was audible. It and was. It took me so much not to break down in the middle of that laughing because I didn't realize I hit him that hard with a burger and I didn't know a burger could hit, could make that kind of sound. So we slapped him and it went right into the tag match. And the outcome of the tag match is, Calvin and I were forced to, to eat a burger and it was just like, it was a, a whole submission thing, but it, Camp Leapfrog in general is just a huge story. And then we had the Pool Battle Royal and um, Sam Laterna, of course, that we're yelling at her. She's a great, uh, she's a great indie wrestling uh, personality, interviews, everything. She does it all. The girl's everywhere. She does. She's amazing. And we're just yelling at her because we didn't have our drinks cabana girl like yell screaming whatever and then she pushes us in to eliminate us and the, the whole thing was, was like you had to get pushed in the pool you were eliminated well forgot that we had it's you know beginning of, of not beginning of covid but you know big time of covid we have our everybody's got their masks on we get pushed in the pool i come up and i go to suck in air and all i get is masks so i'm like <laughs> essentially drowning above water and I'm like ripping my mask off. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just, that just happened. I almost died above water in a pool with a mask on. Having, with a mask on. I was like, like this is how I go out. Um, made it, and then just we were okay. So then we just kind of like made a little VIP section in the hot tub that was there and didn't let anybody else in. Well, so clearly, Kyle and I finally got our drinks and just sat there without you know. And, and it just everything evolved. What's really great about Camp Leaf Frog is every single show is something different. Really there are is. a few where it, it there are a few where it does it it kind of it does have a little bit of stuff from the previous storyline. I mean, when Calvin and I are there, we're not really with the other campers. We have our own glamping tent because we don't camp outside. That's gross. Let alone, it, it's not even a tent; it's a cabin, so private cap cabin. Um, yeah, because you're not going to catch us like that out there. That's that's no. Um, but what we went from that to the Halloween. Um, and we did a costume contest, of course, and we got eliminated. We learned our lesson from that and went to the Christmas one. And with the Christmas one, we had a really great match. Um, 
unfortunately, we are on the other side of we're on the other side of opposite team. I mean, I won. I'm not going to hold that over him, but I was the one that won. My team won. Right. But so I was essentially one and oh, my one and one while he's like oh and two. So kind of leave that there. And he might be an earshot. I don't know. Um, but uh, had like an ugly sweater contest with that one. And then we get to probably my favorite event that we had a lot to do with, which was uh, Love Frog. Yes. Which was, if you haven't watched Love Frog, it is the one of the funnest, uh, one of the most fun times I've ever had with wrestling. Well, one, because the entire thing was basically about Calvin and I. It was. It really was. Yep. Calvin and I and Effie against Edith Thrill, or, or, or Still Life, who's now Edith Thrill, and her trying to put on a fun party for campers. We got to sing. We got to wrestle um, two of probably my two of my favorite people that I've wrestled, uh, Boomer Hatfield and Molly McCoy. Um, got uppercutted and kicked in the face by Molly. She's going to get it. She almost scarred my, my face. But she'll get her come off at some point. Um, and then if you've ever seen somebody get slammed, Calvin got powerbombed on top of me and it was just brutal, not expecting. It was brutal. It, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it, it was one of those things where Camp Leapfrog is its own story every single time. And they're doing so many more things coming up. Uh, frog sport. Um, the last one was the, Oh gosh. Uh, oh, the, the fans choose the card, which, you know, it, it left, every, we all had to vote for a card. You know, every Camp, yeah, it, camper's choice. We got the most licensed yeah. camper's choice. I was excited because we got to work with one of the fastest, like, rising females out there, uh, Becca, uh, yep. basic Becca, um, Scratchy Squad. I actually trained with her in Massachusetts. So that kind of made my day, and that was so much fun because I hadn't seen her in about a year and a half. But, uh, I mean, Calvin and I joined the Scrunchy Squad, got our Scrunchy still. But the next one, right now they're doing Frog Sport, which I definitely recommend everybody tuning in. And the ones in the future are just going to blow your mind. We've already got, like, dates set up, all that, for more Camp Leaf Frog coming at you. And these next shows are going to be so much, are, are going to be even more. And, of course, we're going we're gonna to bring even more to them. I just want to sit in the corner uh, and be there, literally just in <laughs> golf in Camp Lee. But because I say this as a mark that I am, mm-hmm. I love everybody on the card. There, I, I don't care mm-hmm. if you're good, you're bad, you're anything. Um, everybody's got their own personality. You know who it is. You, mm-hmm. you, you don't care. It, you just get engulfed mm-hmm. into this for hours. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. And there's. And everybody on the outside, I mean, it's all wrestlers. It, it, that's what it is. It is. When we were there for Camper's Choice, it was right as it was starting to go from that, oh, is it going to be warm? Is it going to be cold? Of course, we we thought ahead, and, and Calvin and I were decked out in fur coats. You guys so were great, everybody by the way. Was jealous. One, they were jealous of our fur coats. Two, they were just jealous of the fact that we were warm and they were all cold. But, it, it, yeah, everybody on the card, everybody at every show, everybody is different. Everybody brings something different to the table, whether they're it's it's fast paced move. It's character. It's you know whatever, um, and they all contribute to the story. And and not only that, this is like getting. This is why I love wrestling. 
It's telling a story in the course of a single essential episode from start to finish. And then you can go on to the next one, and it's something completely different. It legit's a sitcom. That's what's great about it. Exactly. It's a sitcom, uh, a three-hour sitcom. Mm -hmm. All right, let's take a break. And and people are... Oh, yeah. And people and and the best part about it is people are tuned in for those full three hours. Yeah. Like they, they will watch it from start to finish. That's how entertaining it is. Let's take a break from wrestling and let's get to okay. know a little bit more about Tyler. Then we'll come back to wrestling, of course. Um, mm-hmm. We talked that you nerd out about costumes and the Power Rangers. Um, are, are you also, you were Robin, but do you also like superheroes and everything then too? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. I'm a huge... Uh, so, DC comics, not DC movies. Ooh. Marvel movies and Marvel properties and not really Marvel comics. Oh, wow. I'm very picky. I'm very picky about my nerdy stuff. Like, Wha- I will forever go down as saying my least... I, I'm, I'm, I love Batman. My favorite... Batman, Robin, my favorite superhero. Superman, least favorite superhero of all time. Totally overrated. I will die on the hill that I am on saying that my least favorite superhero movies of all time are the Zack Snyder Batman movies. Except for the only shining star in it, Heath Ledger. That is it. That is, I will die on that belief. I don't care. I would rather watch that awful Batman and Robin movie over and over and over again than sit through one of Zack Snyder's Batman movies. Wow. I am... Is it because you hate Zack? Reason, I don't hate Zack Snyder. I don't like Christian Bale. I don't like discount wish hobo Batman. That is not a billionaire... I, I know billionaire playboys. Christian Bale is no billionaire playboy. That and the ending of the last movie ticked me off so much that I only watched it once, took the DVD out, snapped it in two, and threw it all away. You did not? For real? I did. I did. (laughs) There is... You don't understand how much of a Robin fan I am when at the end of it, with Joseph Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, oh, I really like your middle name. It's really great. Robin, I, I turned it off. I was so mad. I was like, you don't, you don't do that to one of the most iconic sidekick characters in all of comic book history. You don't do that to Dick Grayson, who arguably is almost as popular as Batman is. You don't just shoehorn some rando cop character into this movie and then just be like, oh, we're, you know, whatever. It's just an afterthought. Like, no, no, not here. Not with me. I, 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 I can't. In some circles, Robin is more popular than Batman. Exactly. 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 I'm looking at, like, my four Nightwing Funko Pops right now. I've got, like, the giant, like, you know, pop collar 80s one. I've got I've got them all. I, I hunt those things down. But that is, like, forever the the hill I will die on is is the fact that that, that kicked me off so much. Like, I was so mad. I couldn't even, I couldn't even stand it. Like, I'm just so sad of what they've done with the DC property. If they had released the Snyder Cut, I mean, and this is why it's not Zack Snyder, but if they had released the Snyder Cut of Justice League, I would have been more invested in it. 
that I was in the original one. Because the whole reason I love the Marvel cinematic universe is because it's not all super dark and serious all the time, and it's fun. Right. And they're good movies, and there's characters that you're invested in, and they build it the right way. DC not wanting to do what Marvel did worked to their disadvantage because you've got a, a, a team-up movie and no build-up, except for Man of Steel. And we all know that everybody lost their minds when Batman killed, or when Superman killed somebody. Yeah, like everybody lost their minds. It was like, if you ever read the comics, like it's happened before. But you know, everybody thinks animate Superman animated. You know, him doing that, like, oh no, like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just. Uh, so comics are a touchy yeah. subject. Comics are a touchy it subject. Is. They are. They are. I am. If it strays too much from the source material, I'm just like, nope, goodbye. Or not source material, but if it, it, it's not intriguing, it's it's a no for me. Like there's some that that's why I gravitate towards the Marvel universe because the, the Marvel stuff is is it, it's great. Like I, I can't wait to wake up on Fridays and watch everything on Disney Plus. <laughs> that nice. I, I think I've watched. I think I've watched all the Marvel movies in chronological order at least three times. Just this past weekend, and I mean like right. Oh yeah, just this past weekend, exactly. Any time, any chance I get. So you're in gr- good, great physical shape. Um, a lot of people send in questions on Can't Crushers, like why don't we ever ask? about what you guys do training and, you know, your food fetishes and everything. So answer one of those for me. Like, what what okay. do you binge out on? You know, I, I don't see you sitting around the house, you know, eating a ton of soft pretzels or anything because you, you've looked great ever since I first met you. Like, there hasn't been an ounce trying, of anything. Trying to. No, right now, right now, I think I got too compliant, uh, complacent in Tampa, so we got to work that off. Um, as far as, oh gosh, I like, I mean, there's so much, I, I love junk food. Um, that's my problem. I think I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I think when I worry too much about what I'm eating is it causes so much stress that it actually doesn't help as much. And I'm a picky eater. Um, I have to say like my favorite thing to go get is to binge is like sushi like, all-you-can-eat sushi is my favorite thing to go do, especially if I'm having a bad day. I'm just like, guess what? We're going down. We're going over, out to Robinson. We're going to go to Sushi Bomb, and I'm just going to eat everything until I can't feel anymore and then come back and pretend like I'm going to go work out and then not work out and just watch, you know, that, something on Netflix. Watch Batman. Trashy reality show. That was my next but, freaking question. Are you seeing my – um? But you said sweets. Um What's your what's your sweet? Mine's gummy bears. Like I oh. we can't keep gummy oh. bears in the house. I'm just disgusting with I them. have to pick one. I have to pick one. I, I don't think I can actually pick one. Like I get caught all the time getting anything Reese's related. Oh you like, like chocolate that's then. The problem if I, yeah, oh I love chocolate. But peanut butter and chocolate. Okay. It has to be it has to be peanut butter and chocolate. I I, I have an unfortunate habit of going to sheets because now there's a sheets on the way to the gym. Stopping at sheets. I'm, well, I'm going to get an energy drink. Calvin, just wait in the car. You know, as we go work out, and I come back with the two energy drinks and a, and a Reese's fast break in my pocket because I'm like a moment of weakness. And then if we're in my car, I think I've got a stash of wrappers under my seat on the driver's side. And I'm just like, you know, I eat real fast and then I put the wrapper there because nobody else drives my car. So it's just like hidden. And then every month I just go in and clean it up and then just look at my life and I'm like, wow, this, this sucks. What the hell? 
Why did I do that? <laughs> have you had the but, all peanut butter Reese's? Do you like those? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, it was a, it's always a toss up between Reese's and Sour Patch Kids. Oh, that's my second because it, I, I'm a I'm Except a big for, gummy fan. I, I like gummy stuff. Mm-hmm. I found out that apparently I found out from reliable sur- sources that not only will Sour Patch Kids give you a good energy boost, but they'll also kind of give you like a, a sugar high like pump. So I've got on good authority that you can have some Sour Patch Kids before your a match and go out there a little bit more like <laughs> have a little bit more muscular looking. So I've got to cut. I've got to cut down and do more uh, training. But I have a nice comfy bed, so it's hard to get up and do cardio in the morning or at least feel like it. Even now. Even though, like, I literally, like, I wake up and I'm like, man, I got to go to work. And then I walk up a flight of stairs and I'm at work because I work from home. So that's super busy. You know, super busy. It's a struggle. Struggle's real. So, all right. Um, your next match, you're going to do uh, Sour Patch Kids. And what is your energy drink of choice? Um, the alcoholic in me is, is, is saying the bang rosé because like rosé wine but that's actually my my go-to and then of course the game means like oh no bang rainbow unicorn i love really I, sweet it is amazing <laughs> that or cotton candy i, hate that, I hate that that's my go-to i hate that that's my go-to because every time every time i grab one i just get this i like calvin will give me like he's like well that fits i'm like what like i can't help it that they make one that tastes good and everything like you know <laughs> i was like i just can't i can't help it, it says rainbow unicorn it's like whatever <laughs> have you had the key but, lime pie one yet? Uh, uh-uh, I, I can't. I, I'm not a fan of key lime pie. Oh, anything. you're ridiculous! I, I, you're ridiculous. I, I'm, okay, okay. I just I can't like. I, maybe I will give it a try, but I made the I made the mistake of trying the birthday cake one before, oh. and what? that was awful. What? Yeah, I, exactly. I, they discontinued my all time favorite energy drink, but uh, and, and uh, that's why I don't buy Red Bull anymore. Um, because they never they don't make the cranberry one anymore, so it makes me sad. That's the go-to, and plus you can kind of like it's an instant mixer. You can just mix it with vodka, boom, drink right there. That's all you need. So you don't have to buy cranberry juice. You don't have to buy self like a, a, a Red Bull and cranberry juice. It's all just right there. Yeah, you have your upper and your downer all in one. Exactly. Exactly. Last stupid question, uh, and you actually brought it up. What? Because I know, I know. What's your go-to reality show? Oh, I love. Okay, so I I I love The Circle on Netflix. I don't know. Ne- I know I, that I wasn't a huge reality. Huh? I, yeah, I, I'm a minor. I'm sorry. I don't know if I know that. Oh, you have to check it out. It's it's probably one of the it's one of the most ridiculous over the top reality shows I've seen. It was either between that when the pandemic started, it was that like I can't remember. It was like the Married at First Sight or whatever, ninety days. Or Love is blind. Oh, okay. Love is blind. Okay, I know that Love one. Love is blind, which was the first one. That was hilarious. And the Circle, which is the second one. Other than that, I don't watch a lot of the reality TV shows. Uh, the Kardashians suck. So. Let's get that out of the way right now. The runway's better than they are. It's fine. There's yes. A whole bunch of losers. I yes. can't stand them. Um, but no, it's the circle because it's it's a huge social media experiment and people are lying through their teeth and you don't know who like it, it, you have to watch it. It's just it's so good. It's so funny. Because it, essentially the gist is is like the only way people can contact are there all like eight people are separated. 
the only way they can contact is through an internal social media thing where they can catfish people if they want. They can be themselves. They can be somebody else. They can be a girl being a guy, a guy being a girl. It doesn't matter. They can lie through their teeth. They're all looking to get to the end. And some of the things are just great. And when somebody gets eliminated, they can pick somebody to go visit on their way out. And like their reactions and them seeing it's like, oh my gosh, I was flirting with this. Uh, there's, I was flirting with this girl who was pretending to be a guy the entire time. Like what's going on? It, it's so great. And it's so over the top. It's, it's probably my guilty pleasure. Yes. When we're off of this podcast, I'm checking that out. That's right up my alley because oh, yeah. it's, it's also people being a dick too. And I, it, it, it's, that's it's me. Great. Yeah. I, I just, I, I will pull, I will pull some of that for wrestling that I, I always, I, I, I always do. Just, yes. I always do. It's either I pull from that or I pull from Shit's Creek because oh we keep on having to fight up. <laughs> we have to fight. Whenever we wrestle, we have to fight over who's going to be David and who's going to be Alexis because it's usually it, it's one or the other. There will be random times where we'll just yell, eat glass at each other for no reason, you know, because why not? Right. Exactly. Best purchase was, I, I think I was out and I found a Rose Apothecary shirt. Oh. And we bought like two. Yes. So, like it was that. And I'm like okay. So like this isn't good. We can't start like looking. Everybody has a hard enough problem. Like I've got my hair two different colors straight down the middle, and people still can't tell us apart. Like it happened. It happened this weekend. The referee called me Calvin. I was like, Are you freaking serious? Like really? Oh. I wanted to kick him. I'm like I'm not Calvin. I'm Tyler. I don't even have. I've got two different colors. My head is like Cruella Deville. It's the inspiration right now. Like come on. I got blonde on one side. Calvin doesn't. Like. Our names stayed on the back of my trunks. Like, come on. Yeah, look at my ass. I know. It's like, that's why I tell people, like, just look at my ass. It's what it's there for. All right, let's switch back over to wrestling. God, that's okay. amazing. Um, how much tape study are you putting in now? And is it, do you watch everything from the past, or are you grabbing some stuff from now? So I grab... Um, I grab some from the past. I grab character work from the past and I try to grab moves from now. I try to grab moves from people that are, not grab moves from people, but I try to come up or, or, or find stuff as far as tape study that are either in other countries, um, that you don't really see here. Um, or a lot of the times, you know, just of who I am and who Tyler is, I do gravitate towards doing a lot more of the women's moves um, off of the current roster because I, I think they're all amazing wrestlers. I, and I am not a flippy person, so you're not going to catch me doing, you know, Johnny Patch moves. Ricochet? Nothing so like you're that. Not gonna, uh, wait, no, so we'll go ahead, we'll go ahead and do this. We're not going to do a four-minute setup for a super kick. That's what we're not going to do. 400 flips for a super kick. We're not going to set that up. Good. So, Thank you. Um, Thank yeah. you. We don't do that. We we don't do that here. If I'm going to hit you, I'm just going to hit you. Like I'm not going to run around the ring, flip off one rope, jump off the second, come around, come back, do 40 million ducks, and then just go boop with my forearm. No, that's not how this works. If I'm going to hit you, I'm just going to run up and hit you. Um, <laughs> um, we're nasty. We're, I'm nasty like that. You yeah, are nasty. Let's get that straight. Yeah. Also, also to yeah, no flips. Everybody can. Every, not everybody can do a flip. But the majority of people right now do flip. There's, so, there's too many flips. Yeah. If you listen to the there's podcast, there's there's way too many flips. Mm -hmm. For do there's a flip many, to put a headlock too many on. Flips out there. Yeah, exactly. There are too many flips out there, and people forget how to. The biggest complaint that I've ever gotten 
not for me, but the biggest complaint I've ever heard is that there's too many slips and about five or six uh, matches on a card are matches that involve a ton of high spots. And those people that are doing them are not getting remembered because it's just cool. You did this. Somebody in about 45 minutes on social media is going to do the exact same thing. They're not going to remember who you are because that's what you're, that's what you're bringing to the table. Like work, whenever I wrestle, whenever I like go anywhere, I'm like, always telling people, you guys, I literally have three moves that I can pull out and be remembered for who I am as a character or something I did that was cheaty or mean. I mean, literally I was in Tampa and I think I didn't even get bumped until the end. And I literally had my butt out and was lap dancing on Paro. Like that's what it was. Oh my God. And it got, it got remembered and got, and got more over than a young bucks match. Done any flip, a, a young bucks match. So like, that's what you do. Like you have to make those to me, you have to make those moments, but like, I really like to focus on, um, old school tag team moves from the past whenever I can find them. And it, it's not really set people or set teams. It's just, you know, what is it that makes sense for the runway? We're working on some stuff, you know, to come up with, to, to practice with and, and to, to really, you know, I mean, make us look like assholes. What can I say? That's what we do. Um, and as far as, you know, uh, tape study now, I love watching, I, I love watching what Sasha does because I think it, it's so crisp and it, it, it's, she is really good and really talented. Number one um, right now. I don't Number have my one hair right long now. enough to, yeah, I don't have my hair long enough to whip somebody with it like Bianca, but that's, you know, that's, that's, that could be a possibility. You know, that would be fun. <laughs> um, and also it could really hurt somebody. <laughs> that would be dangerous but yeah you know just finding different ways of, of of doing stuff or or things that are just being different that's the whole that that's what i'm looking for i'm looking for something that i, I always look for stuff that's different i could see you guys pulling out um some midnight express moves i'll just leave it at that mm-hmm. I really, that's where I could see you guys going down the line. Uh, because I, I, I'm not going to be a dick. I can't imagine you guys doing like the Heart Foundation unless you're Jim uh, Nighthard. No, yeah. yeah, that's not going to happen. But no, I, I'm realistic here. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, we finally got, we finally got the, Calvin's got the ability of power bombing somebody now. So it's great. Right. It's really great. I have, I have to lift them, but it's great. <laughs> it's, it helps. And nobody expects them to do it. So it, 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 it works. It really works. So, um, no, I, I've, I've, um, I, I believe, uh, I think maybe LaRusso told us about the Midnight Express to start watching them more and getting some more ideas. So perfect yeah. for me. E- even the Rock and Roll Express. Those are, those are two that you watch one of those matches. Uh, they're iconic. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe watch the Iconics. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, now we can. And yes, Calvin, I'm still talking. Uh, when do I stop? Come on. Ah, oh, Calvin, please uh, don't. He's gonna get mad at me. He's gonna get mad. Yeah. Okay. Um, a couple more questions, then I'll let you go because I know yeah. Calvin is waiting. Um, best advice you've ever gotten backstage? Best advice I've gotten backstage. Um, I, I can't, just even the simple like keep doing what you're doing. From uh, it was actually O'Shea Edwards. 
Oh, wow. It was the first time that he saw, yeah, it was the first time that he saw Calvin and I wrestle, and uh, he just, he loved it. He's like, it's something I haven't seen before. It's something different. He's like, I love everything that you guys have done. Like, there are a few things that you could change. Maybe try, and just not even big things, but just to have somebody like him come up and just say, like, out of nowhere, we didn't know prior, and just look at us and be like, I love what you guys do. Keep doing what you're doing. It works. It's entertaining. That was probably the the biggest thing because anybody who on that on, on you know where he is and what he's done, um, it just meant that he watched us. He wanted to see and he wanted to see more. And then every time we would do something with him or not do something with him, but do something where he was there, he was always sitting there watching. You know give us a little bit of advice when we were done and, and letting us know, it's like, here's what you did great. Here's what, here's what you did some work, but uh, you know, best backstage thing to advice to get is just to keep doing what you're doing. Cause it's not something I've, that he's seen before. Right. It's great. It's, it, it really is uh pulling down the fourth wall. It's fresh. It's something new. Mm-hmm. And I like how you said that you've taken, you know, some of the women's moves and made them your own, put your own spin on them. Mm-hmm. We've been waving the women's flag for the last couple of years saying, they're carrying wrestling right now, uh, like the main brands well, and everything. I, I 100% agree. Like, I, I can't tell you when the last time I tuned in. And, and it's funny for me because I, growing up and everything, I, I'm, I'm very different from a lot of LGBTQ wrestlers because my favorite wrestlers, uh, when I talk to a lot of fellow LGBTQ wrestlers, their favorites are always like Sable or Trish or Lita. And, you know, I, I, I get the greatness of Lita and Trish, but Sable's lost on me. Um, and a lot of I people like watching the. I know I, I like watching the girls now because it's wrestling. It's good. It's athletic. It's character. It's everything all in one. And it's entertaining. My favorite part of Raw last year, for a couple of weeks, was they brought Oscar out on commentary, and I don't think I cared about the match. I just wanted her to come out and scream in, ja- in Japanese because yes. it was hilarious, and it was probably I didn't know what she was saying, but it was the best thing I'd, I'd seen in forever. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I that and to to bring in and and look at that and bring in the women's news and things that we can do. We want to make it. We want the things that we do to make sense. Right. That's that's what that's all, what it all about boils down to. Uh, I'm gonna spin that last question. What's the best advice that you give somebody? Have you know little Johnny, little little Calvin, little Mark come up and say, "Hey, I want to be a wrestler when I grow up." What do you tell that kid or, or boy or oh, girl? God. Yeah. Oh, I'm not nice to children. I've accidentally like what? <laughs> I'm not really nice to kids. I'm a I'm a bad guy. I'm not supposed to like I, you know I, goblins. I know. Um, but as far as I will I will say like the um, when I was in Massachusetts like and not a child but like as far as uh, giving advice to somebody. Um, it, actually, I gave I gave somebody advice uh, in Massachusetts when I was helping out the training school there when I was first training and just being like, you know, it it was a group full of of people who are LGBTQ. And I told them, I was like, look, you're going to have to learn that you're going to get out there and there's going to be things that are said that are going to hurt your feelings or, you know, a fan is going to say it. Like you have to block that out you have to realize that you're there for the fans, not that one fan. 
that one fan is saying the things that they're saying because they're trying to get her eyes on you. They're trying to, you know, think that it's going to hurt you. Like, boo, whatever. Like, block it out. Don't take it home with you. Like, there's enough problems in the world right now where, you know, you don't need this extra. So I've, that would probably be the, the advice that I've given is like, you know, continue to be you out there. Don't let the people out there dictate who you should be. That's in or out it, of the it, ring, it, too. That's, that's in or out of yeah, the ring. Yeah, in or out of the ring. The only other thing I've ever told is, like, I told I told, uh, I told, Becca when she was first training, I was like, you have to, like, build your character. Like, get the basics down, go to your character, and then figure out what you can do to enhance your character. And she's kind of, I mean, look what she has now. She might not have taken my advice because I, I don't think I really had I didn't have the authority to give her that advice but I feel like that's what she's done up in Massachusetts and I'm like super proud of everything that she's accomplished up there she's I, I follow her on social media she's tearing it up mm-hmm. she really is oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, I, I need to reach out to her because she's one of my favorites as Please well do. yeah um, all right. I sent you. That'll give you. An, I'll give you the in there. Uh, really? I sent you. Yes. yes. Not not you, Calvin though. No. Not Calvin. No. Just you. No. No. She knows me. Okay. I'm fine. I'll, I'll let you have that in. Nice. I, I will use that. <laughs> all right. Uh, last question we always ask, and it's it's one of my favorites. Um, dream match, and there's a couple stipulations to this. Who are you going to wrestle? Where are you going to wrestle? And what is the stipulation of the match? Okay, well, I have to keep this. I, I'll keep it. I'll keep it clean. So yeah, um, no, you don't have kidding. to be. Just kidding. Uh, no. Um, so <sighs> it's it's gonna be it's so hard to do this. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it as a tag team one. Okay, that's right. Calvin doesn't get a pick of who the Calvin doesn't get a pick of who the opponents are because this is mine. Um, it would have to be, you know, what? screw it. We're gonna do we're gonna do a three man tag team. That's what we're gonna do. It'll be me, Calvin, Mambo, and I'm only throwing Mambo in there because I need the three spots on the other side. <laughs> Versus, Ouch! Ouch! You just know, buried. Sorry, sorry take, Mambo, if he listens to this. But, take take uh, me see that. He might understand why. Uh, he might understand why. Versus uh, Zack Ryder, The Miz, and Finn Balor. Oh wow! What was the What was the second part of that? Because I uh, that just that was only my my guilty pleasure. Wow. Um, that's that's my guilty pleasure. We won't do we won't do we won't do that. But I'll go. I'll, I got one. Uh, I got one. I got one better. So, the singles match would be Ty Dillinger, not Sean Spears. Ty Dillinger. Okay. Um, where the part of that? Where? where? Yeah. Um, let's see. Where can I get the most people? Probably, probably Miami, Florida. Okay. One is Miami. Two is warm, and we, we're not about to do anything in the cold, and it'd be outside. <laughs> Of course. So, yeah, let, let's have it at, like, the, the Marlins Park or whatever, yeah. Um, and the stipulation of the match? Uh, stipulation is, uh, there would be two, probably two. The better, who's the better, get the, um, who is the perfect 10? Obvi- obviously me. 
Right. But, I mean... Have you seen his haircut recently? Whoever, who right. is the perfect 10? Yeah, no offense, no offense, dime, whatever, but, you know, yeah. I'll take Ty Dillinger, and who's the better Tyler? Like, oh. we'll, we'll, we'll keep it at that, and who's the perfect 10? That would have to be... That would have to be the singles match. The tag, the triple, the, the three-man tag one was just because I would love to wrestle any one of the three people that I, whatever. He yes, just, I probably didn't Mambo don't count. <laughs> but he just needed Mambo. He just needed Mambo. Poor Mambo. Thrown under uh, the bus. I, I just like, like Mambo, you just need to be there and just, you know, stand there. No entrance, no nothing. Just stand there. I just need a three, third person. <laughs> you could have picked anybody. You could have picked me. You could have picked anybody. You, I know. You threw, you, I had to give him. I mean, Mambo's got the NXT clout, so I needed him. Uh, Touche. Touche. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. This is your time now. Um, what do you? What's got? What do you got coming up? Uh, sell some merch and tell everybody that isn't following you because they're idiots to just start following you on social media. Yes. All right. So, um, hang on. Are Sorry. you you're really pulling your calendar up right now? Damn you! Getting, uh, no, I'm, yeah, I had to build my calendar. It's getting full right now. So next place you're gonna see the well, you'll see the runway next on May the first is our next show. It's gonna be at Eclipse Wrestling out in Altoona. That announcement should be coming out within the next day if it's not already. Um, from there, we've got stuff coming up with. 2PW, more Camp Leapfrog, of course, on the way, and just all kinds of places. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, wait, no, that's, that's this coming weekend. But, yeah, no, those places are going to be where you can catch uh, Tyler and the runway as well, so Calvin also. Um, if you aren't following me, social media, uh, I mean, why shouldn't you be following me, first of all? Um, Tyler Klein on Facebook. I've got a page, and if you want to send me a friend request, do that as well. Uh, Instagram, where I'm most active, Trophy Boy underscore Tyler, Tyler underscore Klein. And then, of course, the Twitter, like everybody else has, T-Boy underscore Tyler Klein. All match announcements, promos, photos, whatever will always be up on those social media sites. And, of course, if you want that awesome new Tyler Klein merch, we got the Pro Wrestling Tees and the Runway Tag uh, team shirt, which is brand new, is actually on Calvin Couture's. Uh, for wrestling team piece page, so check that out as well. And I gave you a little spoiler before we came on the air that uh, I was looking. You guys know I'm getting a uh, wrestling logo tattoo, and I uh, I told you before we were coming on air that you guys have made the tattoo. I mean, you've made the sleeve, yeah. so you guys will be on the sleeve once it's all said and done in like two months or whatever. So I can't wait to I mean, like, pose with you guys. Prominent right in the front, right? Oh, like, clearly, right everybody can see. It's not going to be under your armpit. No, I mean, we're going to have to. You're going to have to clear it with us first. Uh, our, well, you know I, I thought it was going to be like on my forearm. You know, right where okay. I hold okay. it proud, because on the other forearm is, you know, my memorial to my mom. So, you know, I have okay. two things that mean something to me on my forearms. Yeah, well, we got to go over who you have next to us, because we got to make sure that it's us front and center. I mean, you can, we can, you know, we can talk about who we ha- you have us connecting with on uh, there, you know. Well, Macho Man's going to be on there. Sasha's <laughs> going to be on there. Bailey's going to be on there. Uh a doctor that I personally know is going to be on there. So, you know. This sounds like a great tattoo already. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a 44-year-old child that loves wrestling. <laughs> and I love you guys. 
Well, I, we appreciate it, of course. Yeah, not at the beginning of the show you didn't, but... <laughs> I, I mean... I'll, we'll work things out. We'll work things out. Okay? okay. We'll get we'll get Calvin on board. I'm pretty sure if I tell Calvin about about what you're doing, I, I think he'll be I think he'll be on board. Good. Good. All right, Tyler. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go tonight because Calvin, I hear him in the background. Are you still talking to Mark? So I, I will let you yeah. go. And then uh have a great night, buddy. Thank you. Thanks so much for uh tuning in, everybody. What an amazing human being the trophy boy Tyler Klein is. To speak about LGBTQ, that's awesome. Knowing about his first match from going into a battle royal, into a singles, and then, hell, you're in the semi-main event. That's really cool. I'm excited to see him this coming Saturday in Altoona. Guys, tickets are available at the door. Uh, You'll see the post of where they're going to be, so you can log on the Facebook to see that. That's going to be coming up tomorrow. I'll copy and paste it, so you'll be able to see it. But, again, I I want to stress, I really want to stress, I'm so excited about Camp Leapfrog. Everything they're doing there, there's a host of people I really can't wait to talk to from Camp Leapfrog. If there's somebody that you want me to reach out to first, send them over at cancrusher69 at gmail.com, or find us on all social medias. It's all at cancrusher69. Man, we'll reach out and we'll talk to anybody there if they want to. They might hate cancrushers as much as Calvin did back in the day, but now I think, I think we're going to be friends. Guys, remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called the garbage can, not a garbage cannot.